Hello, good morning, and welcome to this another edition of Words from the Word of God. Thank you for joining me today. Well, I'd like to begin by reading from Hebrews chapter 10, a few verses this morning as we begin. I uh, would like to start in verse 7 and read down uh, through verse 12. And then I would like to read verse 26 down through verse 31 as we begin. Word of God tells us here in verse 7, Then said I, Lo, I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me to do thy will, O God. Above, when he said, Sacrifice and offering and burnt offerings and offering for sin, thou wouldest not, neither hast that pleasure therein, which are offered by the law. Then said he, Lo, I Come to do thy will, O God. He taketh away the first, speaking of the first covenant, which the Abrahamic covenant, which was made with the children of Israel, and the covenant that was made there at Mount Sinai. This is speaking of Christ taking that covenant away, that he might establish the second, by the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. And every priest standeth daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. Now, this is speaking of the author here is speaking of the sacrificial system that was set up there at Mount Sinai as well. And the tabernacle that was uh given to Moses to be built from God and the Levitical priesthood as the priest would enter in day after day, month after month, year after year at the Day of Atonement to offer the blood of an innocent sacrifice for the sins of his sins and the sins of the people. And he's speaking of the superiority of Christ's sacrifice. But I want to repeat verse 10 again, by the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of jesus christ once and for all and i want to skip down to verse 12 but and i want well let's read verse 11 again and every priest standeth daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices which can never, which can never take away sins but this man after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God. Now, I want to jump over here to verse 26. For if we sin willfully after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifices for sin, but a certain fearful looking for, listen closely, but a certain fearful looking for of judgment and fiery indignation which shall devour the adversaries. He that despised Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses. Of how much more sore punishment suppose ye shall he be thought worthy who hath trodden underfoot the Son of God and hath counted the blood of his covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing and hath done despite unto the spirit of grace for we know him that hath said vengeance belongeth unto me i will recompense saith the lord and again the lord shall judge his people it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living god the reason i bring this scripture out this morning the lord had laid it on my heart of course 
but I put, I have been posting uh, the Gospels on my personal profile page on Facebook, and I began in the Gospel of Matthew. The other day, I posted from Matthew chapter 2 a few verses there, and I shared it with several groups on Facebook, one of those groups being from Lee County, Florida, and I received a comment in response to my post. This man said, fairy tales fairy tales and then out beside it he had this big emoji laughing hilariously with tears like coming out of his eyes you know the emoji i'm talking about. i think they call it an emoji or a sticker however you want to refer to it but in other words he was making light he was laughing he was laughing he was making a mockery and a joke of the gospel of jesus christ our lord and savior my friends, we cannot, mankind as a whole cannot mock the living God. We certainly cannot mock him and we certainly cannot mock the blood of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. His good news that he was sent for the word of God tells us, and I know you'll hear me refer to this verse many times because it is a foundational verse in scripture. If you, according, you know, as my opinion is in my heart, for God so loved the world that he gave the only, his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That is, I just spoke the other day on the love that will last, you know, speaking of that eternal love that God had for mankind and sending his son to die the death that he died on Calvary's cross. And, and men are making a mockery of that. So I want to bring this point out today. You know, we have the good news of Christ. It has been given to us. It has been parted to us. The the God in the flesh came and dwelt among us in the person of Christ. He lived a perfect, sinless life. He died a sinless, blemish-free sacrifice on Calvary's cross. He shed every drop of his precious blood in the ground there. His body was torn. It was beaten beyond recognition. The meat was ripped from his bones. The inward parts, his bones, his veins, his bowels were even exposed by the scourgings and the, and the the buffeting that he had, the beatings that he took, he was beat beyond recognition. Uh, not only that, but he was nailed to a cross, a crown of thorns placed upon his head. And even in all that, he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And I, I, I say this today, man, this guy down in Florida God is forgiving you because you know not what you do, but you need to understand the seriousness of mocking such a wonderful gift from God because God said it is a gift. Uh, the word of God tells us for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Uh, uh, you know, the, the wages of sin is death. Where you're at, you're under a death sentence. If you are rejecting Christ, if you're making a mockery of that, you need to understand how serious that is because judgment day is coming and you might be laughing now. You might be laughing now, but one day when you stand before him, the holy and righteous almighty God and Jesus Christ, our Lord at the judgment at the great white throne judgment i promise you there will be no laughing there and when you are sentenced and, and cast into the lake of fire for eternity eternally separated from god you will not be laughing when you're kicking the charred wall of hell my friend let me tell you something it is a wonderful thing and remarkable thing that jesus christ did on calvary's cross and to make a mockery of that this is exactly what you're doing it says right here listen 
of how much sore punishment so suppose ye shall he be thought of worthy who hath trodden underfoot the Son of God. That is exactly what you're doing, my friend, when you mock him and you reject him and you laugh it off and you mock the living God. You are mocking and trotting under your feet the very sacrifice that was sent to save your soul. That love that will last, that eternal love of God that he had in eternity past for you and me and the sins of the world and the whole world that he would send his son, his only son, to die. For you and I, you are mocking that and you are trotting that under your feet. You're basically saying that doesn't matter to me. I don't believe that hogwashing like this man says a fairy tale. <laughs> Let me tell you something. One day you will not say that when you stand before the judge at the great white throne judgment. The very one you're rejecting will be standing or sitting on that throne judging you. The books will be opened and another book will be opened, which is the book of life. You will be judged out of those books, uh, which uh, will be uh, everything that you've ever done, whether it be good or whether it be bad, but then the absence of your name there in the book of life, which this is recorded in Ro uh, Revelation chapter 20, verse 11 through 15, uh, the absence of your name recorded in the book of life means you rejected Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And all you, all that will happen to you, there will be no reprieve. There will be no excuses. Uh, you will be cast into the lake of fire for an eternity, my friends. And I wonder how much you'll be laughing when you're kicking the charred walls of hell. Let me tell you what you're doing here. Uh, Paul says in Romans chapter 2. I want to read this right quick. I want to read this right quick. And then we'll close. But we are sure that the judgment of God is according to truth against them which commit such things. The judgment of God, the judgment that you will be judged upon or what you will be judged upon is the truth of God's word. You have heard the truth of God's word. That man down there in Florida read the truth of God's word, the gospel of Jesus Christ, and he said fairy tales. He will be judged according to that statement and according to the truth that he read. And he says then, verse 3, And thinkest thou this, O man, that judgest them that do such things, that thou and doest the same, that thou shalt escape the judgment of God? Or despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance, and long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth to repentance, but after thy hardness and impenitent heart, treasurest up unto thyself, listen closely, wrath against the day of wrath, and revelation of the righteous judgment of God, who will render to every man according to his deed, to them who by patient countenance and well-doing seek for glory and honor and immortality, eternal life, but unto them that are contentious. That means you're headstrong, you're hard-hearted, and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteous indignation and wrath, tribulation and anguish upon every soul of man that doeth evil of the Jew first and also to the Gentile. That means nobody is excluded. Anyone who rejects Christ and makes a laughing matter and mocks the living God and mocks the blood of his sacrifice, counts it and just trods it under their feet, you will be judged. 
it doesn't matter who you are, but glory and honor and peace to every man that worketh good to the Jew first and also to the Gentile. Listen closely, my friend, for there is no respect of persons with God. I want to refer you back to Hebrews chapter 10 for just a few minutes as we begin to close here. I want to ask you this question, and it's from uh, Hebrews chapter 2, verse 3. Uh, the, the author here writes, How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation, which at first began to be spoken of by the Lord and was confirmed to us by them that heard him? And I want to turn back over here to Hebrews chapter 10 and run some things by you here. Hebrews chapter 10 again. Uh, let's look at this right here. And I want to continue on right here in verse uh, 29. Oh, how much sore, how much sore punishment ye shall, ye shall he be thought worthy who hath trodden underfoot the Son of God and hath counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing and hath done despite the, unto the Spirit of grace. God said in his word, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. The spirit of grace. God, we live in the dispensation of grace. God is has poured out his love from heaven. He has manifested his love in Christ. John says that in his first epistle in chapter 4. This has manifested the love of God toward us and that he sent his son to be the propitiation for the sins, for our sins, the sins of the world. He died in your place to pay your sin debt in full. He took all your sin on, on himself on the cross. And God judged your sin in him on the cross. And by his blood, you can be redeemed. You can be saved. You can be saved and released from the bondage of sin and death. But if you mock that and you laugh at that, that is exactly what you're doing. It says right here, and who has counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing. Unholy there simply means a common thing. That means it's nothing to you. And for you to sit there and make fun of that and reject that, reject his blood and make fun of his blood and trod it under your feet, you are counting his blood as nothing. That's what that's saying. They're nothing. And you're laughing now. But I wonder one day as you're storing up wrath against wrath of God, the day of wrath of the wrath of God, the holy and righteous indignation, which he spoke of right here, a certain fearful looking for judgment and fiery indignation, which shall devour the adversary. You are an enemy of God. If you're in your sins, the word of God tells us that in our sins, we are enemies of God and he will devour his adversaries in the day of judgment so i want to ask you this question as i close and we consider the great gift that that was given unto us are you laughing now at that and i want to say so you are laughing now but you will not laugh one day at judgment when you stand before a thrice holy god I pray today, sinner friend, if you have not received Christ as your Lord and Savior and you are rejecting him and you're laughing at him, I ask that you would allow the Lord to speak to your heart through the Holy Spirit today and bring you under conviction. And I want to leave you with these words. 
Then said I, lo, I come. Now, this is Jesus speaking. This is what the word of God is talking about. This is referring to Jesus. He says, Lo, I come to do thy will, O God. He taketh away the first that he may establish the second. By the which will we are sanctified. That means by his blood we're set apart through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. It doesn't have to be repeated. And every priest standeth daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices which can never take away sins. But this man, Jesus, he was all man and all God, God in the flesh, God with us. After that, he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God from henceforth, expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. You can be the son of God or you can be made an enemy of God and be be put under his feet as his footstool. But he wants to come and reside in your heart. All you have to do is be willing to repent of your sins, confess your sins, and that means to turn from your wicked ways, to turn from your mocking and rejecting, and turn to him. He says, even though God loved us so much that even while we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. He died for you and I, sinner friend. All you have to do is turn from your sins and ask Christ to come into your heart today and ask God to forgive you of your sins and invite Christ into your heart to live for eternity. And I promise you, you will not regret it. I have never met one person who has given their life to Christ who has ever regretted it. My friend, thank you for joining me today. I look forward to the next time that we can share in a word from the Word of God. God bless.